Hello, happy innovators. How you doing, guys? We have finally made it to the 55th episode of the Singularity Podcast. I commemorate you for joining me today, sticking with me, and uh, do a little bit of talking today to wrap this celebration up. You know, the other day... I was eating from a bag of peanut M&M's. I love peanut M&M's. They're one of my weaknesses. And, you know, I'm sitting there reaching into this bag. I'm digging through it, grabbing a couple, popping them in my mouth. And as I look into the bag, you know, I kind of think to myself, M&M's peanut M&M's, to be specific, are a lot like people, you know? They all basically look the same, you know? They're all oval-shaped, and they have the M&M's logo stamped on them, you know, in white, candy-covered chocolate peanut. But it occurred to me that they're not the same. They look the same. They have the same characteristics, but they're all different from each other. Every single M&M in that bag was different from the next. And I know you're probably laughing, right? Like, wow, man, that's like really deep, man, you know? But think about it. It's true, isn't it? People are a lot like peanut M&M's. We all kind of look the same, you know, for the most part. We all have a nose, two eyes, two ears, a mouth, a head, arms, legs, you know, with the rare exception, you know, from time to time. But for the most part, we're all very much the same. Now, but we're all very different at the same time. So... I thought about that (laughs) as the at least starting point for a Singularity podcast, especially because today I'm going to talk about doing your own thing, you know, being your own person. And I have a lot to say on this issue, you know, Um, I've always been the kind of person who was really doing my own thing. And granted, from time to time, I I go along with the crowd and, you know, just kind of submit a little bit, have some fun or whatever, you know. But for the most part, on a day-to-day basis, or really when you look at my entire life, you know, I've always been kind of doing it a little bit different, or sometimes a lot different, than the people that are around me. And uh, and it's not because I'm rebellious. You know, I'm not a rebel. I'm not uh, angry or dissatisfied necessarily with, you know, civilization or something. I don't have a problem with mankind, okay? But I just have a tendency to kind of notice things, I think, that other people don't really notice. Or at least if they notice them, they don't really talk about it or act on it. And 
that doesn't mean that I'm better than anyone else. In fact, more often than not, it just means I'm just pretty damn weird, you know, and and <laughs> I'm happy for that. I am. I'm glad that I'm different. Um, but it was not a conscious choice. Okay, it's just kind of how the cookie crumbled. And uh, it doesn't mean that I'm smart necessarily either because a lot of the time I can say from experience I mean it is my life right that uh, I have sometimes went in the wrong direction you know for better or for worse and you kind of live with the results and you know it is what it is we make the best of it you know Um, it's kind of funny because a long time ago, I mean, a long time ago now, um, I went through a period of time where I had just broken up with a very long-term girlfriend, a very long-term relationship had ended. And I really was kind of going through something. I mean, it was really uh, a difficult breakup. It was very sad having been with somebody for so long and uh, it ended on bad terms even though we did to a certain degree remain friends afterwards you know it was embarrassing and it was sad and I was betrayed and all those things Um, something I'm guilty of doing myself though so I have to kind of you know take it for what it is like it's not like a I'm incapable of doing that to someone else. So, you know, uh, I was going through this thing. And up until that point that I was with this person and we had broken up, I had kind of lived my life a certain way and by a certain standard. And um, I had kind of become known for that. Okay, in my circle of friends or so-called friends or whatever. And even to a certain degree, my family, that um, I was going for something, you know, and I had standards and there were certain things I would not do. I did not do. Uh, I was proud of that. And it stayed that way for a very long time up until this period of time that I'm telling you about now. And it was at this time that I consciously made a couple of decisions about my future that I was going to kind of do an experiment a little bit where I would kind of step out of the life that I was living, the way I was living it up until that point and kind of like try new things that I had refused to try in the past and uh, just kind of go with that for a little while and see how it played out. Now, it was like science to me, okay? It wasn't fun and games. It was like science. I wanted to change and I wanted to see things from a new perspective, okay? And at the time... A lot of the people that were close to me were confused by what was going on. 
even though, at least as far as I'm concerned, they shouldn't have been. They saw what I was going through. They saw how I felt. Really, all they really needed to do was just ask me what was going on. But because people don't usually operate that way, I just went about my business and, you know, my friends, my family, friends, the people that were close to me, were just kind of observing and talking amongst themselves about this strange behavior from Mike, you know. And this experiment went on for a while, and what I found in the end, well, first of all, it was not necessarily a positive experience, okay, that's the first thing. The conclusion was, it was kind of a mistake, okay? I should have just stayed the course and, you know, instead of trying (laughs) this new approach to things, uh, I would have done myself a service by just, you know, staying consistent. But uh, even though it was a bad path, a bad decision, I did grow from it, okay? I did learn from it. And, uh, you know, I would literally write down notes, like as I lived my life out, I would be taking notes about, I tried this, here's how it resulted, this was what happened, this is who was there, Um, this is how I felt, you know, I was journaling this whole experience. And this went on for a long time, it went on for probably about five years, maybe a little bit more. And, you know, I would... I would go a little bit more each time, you know, kind of just trying a new thing. Most of the time, uh, negative things, okay? Like going with my base instinct, not doing the right thing, not making the right choice, you know, trying to see what it's like when you live your life making the wrong choices, okay? And seeing if there was any kind of benefit to doing it that way. And... I was wrong. It was not good. So, you know, I would go out into the world and experience something. I would write down the details. I would write down the experience. And I would go back later and I would analyze and review and make decisions and learn, you know, from the experience. But it was kind of funny because, you know, the people in my periphery and the people that were close to me who knew me were confused by it. And as I found out later, they were kind of like talking about me (laughs) behind my back. And and I know this because my older brother, Steve, was the first one to really kind of say something to me, you know. And ironically, this was like many, many years after this experiment had ended. And trust me, it needed to end. It was really kind of... Not something I would recommend to other people to do. Um, I wound up, I think, eventually doing a lot of damage to my character and my reputation. Um, Even though it was really something I did not do uh, with any sense of permanence or something... Um, the people around me didn't really understand that and no one really bothered to ask. So uh, the experiment commenced and it ended and I, you know, stopped and started to go back onto the path that I wanted to be on. 
and I should have been on the whole time. Uh, I wish I could say no harm, no foul, but that's not true. I did hurt feelings, and I did lose friends, and I did uh, betray, you know, and I betrayed myself too. Um, but the but the experiment ended, and uh, a lot of the people that cared about me saw me as a hypocrite and that's kind of like what my brother was conveying to me that a lot of the people were critical of me because I had been you know so against this in the past and now all of a sudden I was trying it and now I'm a hypocrite you know and uh, you know what we're all hypocrites and I was kind of like thinking to myself anyway this is my life like why are you scrutinizing my life but you know whatever you know it had to end so honestly that's something I never talked about before (laughs) with anyone other than my wife Um, but uh, to me it's kind of like an illustration of the way my brain works you know like the way I'm approaching this life Sometimes I take it seriously, not too seriously, but I do take it seriously and I, I want to become a better person and all those things, you know, yay, it's, it's happy that I'm growing and I want to learn, you know, but, um, there you go. It's an example of the point I'm trying to make about doing your own thing. Um, I have a few more examples that I could cite for you here, and I'm going to today, because that's what I'm talking about today. You know, how weird can I get? Um, One thing I can say um, that most people, even right now, like uh, most of the people that are close to me and stuff, uh, like family, um, they don't really understand, because I live so far away from them, that um, it has been now let's see it's 2019 so since the year probably about 2008 I want to say 2008 my wife and I have been living in a situation where we have not watched regular television since 2008 Um, we have not been drinking okay we've not been drinking city water for over 10 years Um, we drink well water okay Um, we don't really have a smartphone I definitely don't have one my wife for the sake of her career really kind of needs one but um, we both kind of have a different kind of approach to that kind of thing, to the technologies, um, you know, and I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that we, we are very different from a lot of other couples in those ways and other ways too, but in those ways, like, um, and honestly, from time to time, I kind of wonder sometimes how much that has actually benefited us uh, in a way that we don't even really truly grasp or understand. Like the idea of going for a decade without watching 
regular television. I mean, think about that. When we say it to other people, they're like, what? Like, how can you do that? And it's really quite simple. It's not difficult to do, especially, you know, with the internet and YouTube. The majority of what we've been watching for entertainment over the past 10 years is, you know, mostly internet content. We haven't had regular programming in our house for 10 years. (laughs) So uh, it's easy to do. And we've done it. And, you know, I can't help but wonder sometimes, especially when I see how some of the people that I've known for a long time, how it seems that they're that their that their intellect has suffered a little. Um, that sounds bad, doesn't it? That's, there's probably a better way of saying it. I should probably stop and try to think of it, but they seem to have slowed down. Okay, very gradually. I mean, a decade's worth of year by year, day by day, you know, slowing down. And not that my wife and I are particularly smarter than anyone else. It's just we seem to notice with people that we know very well how they seem to be slowing down. Their thought processes have slowed down. Now, I hear a lot of talk, okay, amongst the truthers and the conspiratorious people on YouTube about the dumbing down of America and things like that. You know, there's things in the water and the smartphone is actually doing something to your brain where, you know, it's affecting you in some negative way. Like your intellect, your motor activity, you know, is actually being diminished by these devices somehow and how watching program television and blah, 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 blah. Okay, I don't know for sure. It may or may not be true. But if you were to ask me and my wife and our experience, having refrained from all of those normal things for as long as we have, I don't know. Sometimes it's a little bit shocking. Some of the things that we notice. And for the most part, we laugh about it because it's really, you know, not a big deal. But it does make me worry a little bit for the future. If you know what I mean, like, okay, let's just say for the sake of discussion that the culture in America is one of a gradual dumbing down of people. Okay, let's say that the conspiracy theories are true. This is actually happening. What does it mean for the future? And the answer is not good things, you know, um, Again, it doesn't mean that we're better than anyone else, because we're certainly not. And I wouldn't say that we're the most intelligent people that we know. But we do notice this lag, real slight lag, sometimes not so light lag in people's attention span, you know, their ability to function cognitively, you know, Um, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be way off, but I don't know. I don't think so. And another thing 
that I can say about doing your own thing, and in this case, my wife and I kind of doing our own thing, um, something that we've developed over the past 10 years is this method or formula of disposing of our trash a certain way. Now, what does that mean? Okay, the situation is such in our household where consciously, okay, we have developed and refined this this way of disposing of trash where we split everything up. Okay, now, we didn't invent it. Okay, I know that, but we have developed it a lot and refined it, and now it's, you know, normal in our home. But we split the trash up like paper, recyclables, compostables, um, and then just plastic trash that needs to go into the landfill. Okay, we, we have tried to eliminate as much of our quote-unquote carbon footprint as much as we could. Now, I know that right now that's a political gesture, okay? But trust me, okay? <laughs> that's not the case here, okay? It's just a simple matter of actually a spiritual practice called being a steward of the earth, okay? Like we are mandated by God, by Almighty God, to not make a mess of this place. You know, the idea is to leave something behind for the next generation and show honor to God through taking care of our planet and taking care of our environment. Now, oh, you know what this means now. Oh, you know, no, it's not what we're doing. You know, it's not political. It's nothing to do with Trump or... <laughs> any of that stuff. It's just the way we've always been doing it, as long as we could be doing it. And I gotta tell you, we have refined this method so well that now the amount of trash that comes out of our house is enough to fill a garbage bag, a single garbage bag, every six months. No joke. Now think about that. Now, we do recycle a lot, we burn a lot of paper, the paper garbage that we have, and we compost any of the vegetation or the extra, you know, scraps and things like that. Um, we put it out for the animals and we put it into the soil that grows our food. And the paper that we burn, the carbon that's made from it, that gets stirred into the mix too it gets composted and like I said it's like once every six months we make enough trash to fill a garbage bag okay um, and we've been doing it that way for about 10 years and little by little every year it gets a little bit better we figure out another way we think about another thing what to do with the coffee grounds <laughs> right from their coffee, which reminds me, I'm going to take a sip right now. Oh my gosh, is that good? Mm. But I'll take those coffee grounds from this cup of coffee that I'm drinking right now and I'll compost them. They make great compost. 
And I know that sounds all tree hugger and granola to you. I know. But, um, hey, honestly, there's a part of me that embraces some of that. You know, I'm not one thing all the time. And it's certainly not political to me. So there you go. It's one of those things, doing our own thing. Now, another thing I want to talk about when it comes to doing my own thing, and this is kind of a little interesting anecdote to me. This is something that I've come to the realization about over the past few years, is that, um, you know, I do work from home, and I do recording, and I run the record label. I do all the stuff I do, this podcast and music and all that stuff. I do it from home. I stay home. My wife goes to work. She leaves the home to work. And what that means is, is that really most of the time, a lot of the domestic responsibilities kind of fall on my shoulders, which is only fair, right? Um, And I don't mind. But what's cool about that is, is that all of the jobs I had when I was younger, before my wife and I started the book business and before I started to sell my music online. Um, a lot of the jobs I had were kind of like grunt work jobs, you know, typical struggling musician jobs, like dishwasher, you know, cook, line cook, kitchen manager, construction work. Uh, land clearing, all these things I've even talked about before in other episodes, right? But what's weird or what's kind of cool is, is that because I am home and I work from the home and the domestic responsibilities are mine, all of those jobs that I had when I was younger have all kind of, in some weird way, have trained me to do what I'm doing right now. So, you know, we live on a property and sometimes we need firewood. And so someone's got to chop the tree, cut it up, chop it into firewood. Well, I know how to do that. I did it for a living for a little while. Um, Cooking meals. I know how to cook. I learned how to cook. I was a kitchen manager for a little while. You know, I know my way around a a kitchen and a cutting board, you know, Uh, Wow, really glad I had that job because, you know, now i that's how I feed us. <laughs> and uh, that's not to say my wife doesn't do some cooking because she does. And let me tell you, when she does, oh man, she knows what she's doing, you know. But for the most part, on a day-to-day basis, it's really kind of up to me. And, you know, the same goes for so many other aspects of this life. So... I am kind of like in some way putting into practice full time, okay, by doing this music thing and doing it the way it's being done. I am kind of in my own way doing my own thing. And it's something that I'm very proud of. It's something that I enjoy most of the time. Uh, Sometimes it's a little difficult because it's a lot of work, a lot of labor, but I've always kind of liked that kind of thing, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, there you go. I wanted to share that with you today. I wanted to cap off this five episode run with the story of me kind of doing my own thing, you know, and maybe 
in the course of, you know, the next few days or something, think about that idea I mentioned about people being like peanut M&Ms, you know, and maybe, you know, do yourself a favor, go grab a bag, <laughs> crack it open and enjoy, because I'll tell you what, I'm gonna. So anyway, my happy innovators, thank you, thank you, thank you for being with me for 50 episodes, especially a few choice people that I could name, maybe I should name, but uh, Stu, you know who you are, <laughs> and Steven, and uh, let's see, who else, and no, uh, I'm not going to name people, anyway, so for now everybody, have a great week, thanks for sticking with me. This is Mike Bostwick from Pipe Choir Records signing off. And remember, folks, if you want to keep what you've got, you've got to give it away. Take it easy.